Welcome to the You Are Not Alone podcast show. This is your host, Danny, coming to you once again with another uplifting word from God to encourage those who feel that they're alone. I just want you to know whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind, and you are not alone. I uh, hope today has been a blessed day for you. I hope that you had fun and excitement. I hope that you had a good opportunity to go worship in, on this Sunday to serve God and hear God's word and be fed and be edified with the body of believers. Well, as I say, I got a word for you today. First, I want to tell you that I love you. I'm thinking about you. I'm praying for you, asking God to bless you. And whatever your circumstances is, that he will step in and turn it around for you. That he will lead you in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Boy, do I got a word for y'all. Now, we're getting ready to go back into this series about Moses. And when we left off, we was in chapter 4, but today we'll be in chapter 5. Remember, this is destiny, Moses' life. And now he's in a place where God wanted, wanted, God is getting ready to use him before the Pharaoh, before the whole nation of Egypt and Israel. So he's going to let everybody know that Moses is his man, in other words. And he's going to send Moses and Aaron to go talk to the Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, this person with all this power and on the earth, in other words, who's feared by people and, and, and reverenced by people as well. So like I said, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. I just want to let you know that I've been uh, just meditating and thinking about this and want to get back to this series with Moses. I know yesterday, uh, I, the series that I was, I took a break and I ended up talking about what is authority and things like that. I wanted you to know that authority is something that we have, but also that authority is, is in the Bible. In other words, I wanted you to see it. And so, like I said, today we're going to be dealing with this destiny that Moses has. Now he's in a place where God is using him. Remember, like what I said before with destiny, destiny doesn't mean that when you get to the place where God has designed for you to be, that it's just something that's going to be easy and it's not going to be, you know, it's, it's not paradise. It means that you're going to be in a place where God can use you, but guess what? God is going to be the forerunner. You're never not going to be without God when God is using you because the whole thing about being used by God is you're willing to surrender your will to follow God's will. And that was the whole walk with Christ. Christ was here to do the Father's will. And, and he said, nevertheless, let your will be done, then my will. In other words, Christ said, hey, okay, God, uh, I'm willing to do whatever you tell me to do. If it means going to the cross, I'm going to go to the cross. In other words, he had to make that decision to follow God completely. And I hope today that, you know, wherever you're at in your life, that, you know, that you make that decision to follow God fully and freely. In other words, know that God is a loving God, a caring God, a God that loves you and has a plan a hope for your life uh we'll be i'll be looking in the in a, a king james version uh also the new king james version i'll be looking at both of them at the same time i want to let you know that too as well but i just want to just excited to be able to share this word with you about the destiny and this is a moses life this is what moses is doing moses is doing what god has mandated for him to do to serve him in other words to go before the pharaoh to release uh, get the people of Israel released, but he's going to have to do some things to uh, so that God can get his name known, but also so that the king would know that there is only one true God, and that God is in heaven. And he looks, even though he sits high and looks low. I'm just excited. And like I said, you know, I have been taking this challenge, Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 to 34, dealing with seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and we really found out what that really means. It's just putting God first, forsaking the, the desires that you have, and letting God 
take care of that. In other words, if you're putting God first in all your steps in your life, God would ensure that you have clothes and things to eat. He said, don't store that stuff up on earth where it can be stolen, uh, rust and moth can come in. But, but store your treasures up in heaven. I hope that, you know, like I said today, anybody's dealing with depression, dealing with rejection. You know, rejection is really a, a big thing, too. You know, we're going to talk about rejection because rejection is that, you know, when you're trying to fit in with people and then, you know, you feel rejected. You can try to fit in with your family and feel rejected, you know, feel like that. They don't want you around. I don't want you to feel that way because guess what? Because you are not rejected in the eyesight of God. God loves you. He has a purpose. He has a destiny. He has a plan for your life. I want you to be excited. I want you to be encouraged. I want you to know that you can depend upon God in everything. In other words, in the good times, the bad times, that God is going to be with you. He's never going to leave you. And I want you to know, as I said, that he'll be with you in the bad times. In other words, sometimes we think that when things are going uh, the other way, we think that God has forgotten about us. And sometimes God can be using that situation where you're at to bless you. I just want to encourage you with that. I also want to tell you that uh, if you have any prayer requests, please send them in so that we can stand in agreement and pray and have a testimony party and talk about the victories that God has brought, you know, your way and my way. In other words, you know, I'm excited about this show. I'm excited about the message and the word that God has put in my heart and spirit to talk about Moses and how he's, him and Aaron getting ready to go to the Pharaoh and they're about to let the Pharaoh know that God wants his people to be released. And, you know, I want to let you know that anybody that might be in the form of bondage, you know, that today I pray that your shackles come off. And we're going to pray before we get into this message. But I also want to let you know, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind, and you're not alone. So let's pray. Oh, precious Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we just thank you for the day, Father. I pray, Father, for all the people who are listening to this show, Father, that you would bless them. And those, Father, who stand are just a special touch from you, that you would do it, Father. I actually remember the the people in the hospital, children, adults, Father, asking you to go inside the hospital rooms and touch their bodies. For the parent who's, you know, just struggling, don't know what to do. I pray that you are blessed now, Father, and give them the ability to trust in you, Father. I pray, Father, for the, the widow. Father, I pray for the orphans, Father. I pray, Father, for the homeless people tonight, Father. I pray, Father, for all the people that are just downtrodden and just beat down and just feel so abandoned and alone that they feel like they don't know what they're going to do but they're not alone father because you're right there with them and i pray that they get the revelation that they're that you they know that you're with them father and father and i just thank you in jesus name amen like i said you know we back into this part five destiny moses like we're going to see now him and aaron is getting ready to go for the Pharaoh and say, God, say, let my people go so they can come and worship me. But, but let me tell you something before we get started with this. I want you to understand, just when God shows up, don't think that it's going to just be like, ah, I got this. In other words, because things are going to be challenging, in other words. And this, in other words, the Pharaoh just ain't going to let them go. And God knows this before he even calls Moses. He know that the Pharaoh's not going to let him go unless he sees God's majesty and sees God's power. And guess what? He's still going to have his spirit where he wants to fight with God. Remember like this. You don't want to be found fighting with God because that's going to be a losing battle. And the Pharaoh's going to find this out eventually. But it's going to take 
a process of things to happen for him to know that you can't fight with God. So I want to let you know right now, if you're fighting with God or you think that you're going to uh, resist God, don't be that way. Understand that you cannot uh, beat God. And I want to tell you I love you and whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. And we're going to start looking at Moses in chapter 5. And, uh, and like I said, just get ready because we're going to talk about this thing. We're going to talk about this thing that when he goes before Pharaoh, in other words, remember this guy had been on a run. He started out great, remember? And then he was, he was forgotten. In other words, he was living in a Pharaoh's house. In other words, uh, he was eating the best of everything. And then he was on a run for murder. But now he's, uh, he's, he's humble, he's meek. Now he's ready to be used by God in a dramatic way to let my people go. Let's get started. Uh, Exodus chapter 5, verse 1. Afterwards, Moses and Aaron went in and told the Pharaoh, Thus said the Lord, God of Israel, let my people go, that they may hold a feast to me in the wilderness. Did you hear that? This Moses who was on a run, for all these years, now he's back and he's declaring to the Pharaoh, the most powerful man on the face of the earth at this time. The Lord said, let my people go. Understand this. Now just think, I want you to understand, you got to be in the mind of the Pharaoh to understand this. The Pharaoh said, who is the Lord? What are you talking about? You know, this sounds crazy to me. What are you, the Lord? Who is he? In other words, this is powerful because, you know, remember like this. We're talking about an invisible God stepped into a, a world that uh, is seen in reality, but he's invisible. And this guy is coming up to the Pharaoh to say, the Lord said, let my people go so they can come and have a festival with me in the wilderness. And this is what's going on. I want you to understand this, you know, that uh, they're not afraid. I'm talking about them, and what I mean by this is, when God is with you, he gives you supernatural peace. He gives you supernatural strength to be able to stand before your adversary and tell them something like that. In other words, because, you know, you have to have a measure of faith to be able to believe what you're saying to the Pharaoh. It's going to hold weight. But guess what? It's because they had faith in God. Because guess what? Even though God is invisible, but he manifests himself in the natural because he's God. He's God all alone. In other words, there is no other God. And he's and, and he's getting ready to let the he wants the world. And I want you to understand the whole thing with this is so that the world would know that there is only one God. And even though he's invisible, he could be seen in a world where things are visible. This is the whole purpose of Christ coming, to let people know that there's only one God. I want you to understand this, that there's only one God, that all these other gods is non-existent. They're just things that men have put out their imaginations of things that they have seen. God does not want to be a drawing, a painting on your wall. God doesn't want to do that. God wants to invade your heart with love and passion for him, the one whom you can't see, but you know that he's real and no one can take that from you. 
Let's go here, and now we're in verse 2. And Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord that I shall obey his voice to let Israel go? I do not know the Lord, nor will I let Israel go. Pharaoh said, man, you're coming up here with some crazy stuff. Man, I don't know who you're talking about. I'm the most powerful man on the face of this earth. And I'm, no, I'm not going to let Israel go. Get on out of here. You know, but, you know, you got to understand. This has to happen. This has to happen this way so that God can be known throughout the earth. You have to know that God wants want, want people to know that he's God. And God wants to show his majesty and his power to the world. Because we got the Bible. The Bible is here to be our instructions on how to live according to God's way on this earth and how to know how to trust him and love him in spite of everything that's going on. I want you to know that. You have to know that, that God really exists. You know, if you don't realize God exists, then your faith is not going to work. If you got to doubt that God can do it, remember in one of the, one of the episodes we talked about, Without faith, it's impossible to please him. He become the God must believe that he's rewarded those that diligently seek him. In other words, God want to know will you seek him in the midst of adversities? Will you maintain when things are not going the way that you think that they should be going? You have to know this. You need to know this. That this invisible God is a real God and more real than anything that you see. And he's going to get his name known. And, you know, I has took a brief in, you know, in the series of Moses. I talked about Rahab. And one of the things that Rahab lets them know that this God that does all, did all these wonderful things has took away. The, he put the, he, he's taken away the hope of the people, the lands of Canaan. You know, God is sending, he's going to send, you know, Moses and them the vixen people. They're going to evict some people and take, they're going to take some land. They're going to get the people upon out of God's. God's going to evict some people. And he's going to give uh, that land to the children of Israel. Well, let's go on. Because I, I just want you to see this thing. Because you got to see it. You got to understand that God wants us to know that he's really God. But he also wants to know that he has power. In other words, that he's not just someone who, who talks to talk. But actually, he talks to talk and walk. Walk and he and he and he lives in it. So let's go ahead on. Now we're gonna go to verse three. So they said, The God of the Hebrews had met with us. Please let us go three days' journey into the desert and sacrifice to the Lord our God, lest he falls upon us with pestilence or with the sword. The king of Egypt said to them, Moses and Aaron, do you take the people from their work? <laughs> See, you know, yeah, remember like this? They slaves. They've been working. They've been building. They've been doing a lot of stuff. They've been doing a lot of stuff, and they've been doing a lot of work. In other words, and, and Pharaoh said, hey, if they stop doing what they're doing, you know, what about what, about what I got going on? So, you know, he, he, he's not even thinking about this. 
like I said, I want you to understand this. Whatever's on your heart, man, is on God's heart, man. You're not alone. Don't feel that you're defeated. Don't feel that you can't come out your circumstances and situations because you can't. Get back to labor. And Pharaoh said, look, the people of this land are many now, and, you're, and you make them rest from their labors. So the same day the Pharaoh commanded taskmasters of the people and their officers saying, you should no longer give the people straws to make bricks as before. Let them go and gather straw for themselves and you shall lay on them the quota of bricks which they made before. You should not reduce it for they are idle. I want you to understand this. When an enemy is trying to stop what God is doing, and this is what he's saying. Moses want to give these people rest, but we got to keep them so busy that they don't have no idle time. In other words, this is what you call being oppressed and just being oppressed and, and someone standing on your neck, in other words. So the Pharaoh wants to stand on the people's neck. He don't want to, he don't want to give them nothing. And so now God has showed up. He has sent Moses to let my people go. This is what I mean when God shows up, don't think that it's going to be easy, that everything is just going to go the way. Because what the enemy does is he wants to discourage you from believing that God can do it. Remember, the whole purpose of the Pharaoh saying, hey, don't give them the straws is he wants to break their spirit. So if they do have any hope in this so-called Lord that he don't know, that they won't, uh, they, won't have, they won't have time to enjoy it because he don't want them to have no rest. Remember, the enemy does not want you to have rest. He doesn't want you to have peace. He wants you to always dwell on, I can't never get there. It's other people before me. I'm not going to never make it. Things never work out for me. In other words, he wants you to keep a negative spirit upon you. He wants you to believe that your circumstances are so grave that it'll never change. He wants you to lose all hope of reality that it can it can make, that it can manifest that you know that you can get the job, you can get the degree, you can get your desires met. He don't want you to have that type of trust and belief in God. And so this is where you see how the enemy is starting to rumble with God. Uh, by the time we finish, we're going to see God get the victory. And I want you to know whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. And you're not alone. Like I said, take the 30-day challenge and read Matthew chapter 6, verse 19 and 34. And see if you meditate on that and put in God first and see what happens. Don't think, guess what? When I say I'm doing that, you know, that, hey, that means that, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be challenged. In other words, because I'm saying, hey, I'm going to put my confidence in God. I'm not going to let the things that I see affect my outcome or relationship with God. This is where I'm at. In other words, I can't. In other words, I got I to gotta, I gotta believe his word. I got to believe that God truly exists. This is, I can't sell you on something that I don't believe. I can't sell you on something that I don't believe. I believe that God exists. I believe that he's there in the midst of difficulties and tragedies. And he's there even in the celebration of victory of life. But I want you to know God is in the battle. Because now the Pharaoh, is he's getting ready to make things harder. 
So I want you to understand right now, when you get into destiny and you get into the place where you feel that God has gotten for you, I want you to be cautious. I want you to always look around. Know what's behind you, what's in front of you, what's on your right side or your left side. You need to know these things. You need to know what the what is what is before you and what's coming after you because the enemy is always going to try to stop the plans of God in your life. And he wants he wants you to lose hope. His biggest thing is that you'll get so disenfranchised with God and, and stop believing that he can do it and then you just walk away from him and that you don't uh, see him and that you don't know him. So I want you to know that this is what's going on, that you have to know that God exists. And let's go a little further and let's look at this again. And like I said, he, he's going to tell them, take away, take away the straw. So let's go to verse 7. You should no longer give the people straws to make bricks as before. Let them go and gather straws for themselves. And you should lay on them the quota of bricks which they made before. You should not reduce it, for they are idle. Therefore, they cried out, saying, Let us go and sacrifice to our God. Let more work be laid on the men, that they may labor in it. And let them not regard the false words. And the taskmaster of the people and their officers went out and spoke to the people, saying, Thus say the Pharaoh, I will not give you straw. Go get yourselves straw where you can find it. Yet none of your work will be reduced. See, that's what you call being tormented, the enemy coming after them, you know. Just think, you know, they didn't have to go. They was working. They were slaves. They was being beat down anyway. And now you add an extra assignment on us. Yeah, we're giving you straws to make the brick, but now we're just going to withhold it. We're going to make you get out here and do some more work because we don't want you to be idle. And this is what's going on. The enemy doesn't want you to have hope in God. He wants you to believe that God can't do it. And he wants you to lose sight. And, you know, also understand this works both ways. God wants to know, will you maintain where you're at? Will you continue to trust him when you think things are not right? Can you hold on to your confession of faith that I'm going to trust God regardless? I'm not going to let the enemy make me feel that God doesn't exist. I'm going to believe God in spite of everything. Yes, I'm going to believe in God if the lights go out, if the gas get cut off, if the car get repossessed, if I go to the doctor and the doctor give me bad news, I'm going to believe in God. I'm not going to let the enemy make me lose the confidence in God. I want you to know, don't lose confidence in God. Remember like this, faith doesn't deny the facts. Whatever the doctor tell you, Whatever the bank account is, it's true. Faith doesn't deny, but faith says that it can change. Faith is in believing in something that's impossible and believing that it can't come to pass. So whatever the doctor told you, whatever people have been saying to you, you know that God is real. 
Because the Pharaoh, what he's doing is he's just fighting against God. And he's fighting against your faith, in other words. I want you to understand this because you've got to see it so you can understand. It. I want you not to be in bondage. I don't want you to be in shackles no more. I want you to be free. Because Pharaoh's walking, because Moses is walking in destiny. And the Pharaoh is trying to just trying to prevent people from having the glory of the Lord in their life. And I want you to have the glory of the Lord in your life. I want you to know that you have you have dunamis, you have power. You have you have God. And that's all you need in life is God. And God will work with you. Just trust him in the midst of difficulties when you don't see him. And like I said, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's side and mind. He would never leave you nor forsake you. And he would never put you in a situation where you was alone. Because now I seem like right now I feel like that, you know, he didn't tell Moses to go do something. And now Pharaoh's resisted. I don't know the Lord. You know, you understand. This is not his God. This is the Hebrews God. You know, he don't know. He don't know this. He don't know who this God the Lord is, you know. Who is he? What are he talking about, man? Where they going? They got work to do. In other words, man, I ain't studying that. This is this is the Pharaoh. This is the Pharaoh. This is how he's feeling about God, in other words. So so sometimes you understand when you do have the message and you want to talk to people about God. Remember, sometimes they just ain't gonna want to receive it. They ain't gonna want to hear that. Man, what are you talking about, man? You talking about this God stuff, oh man. I ain't got time for that, man. I got to get mine. Understand that sometimes people are going to come at you that way. But you have to maintain your faith in God. Don't let the enemy discourage you. Don't let the enemy discourage you and trust and believing that God has a destiny and a hope and a plan for your life. I'm here to encourage you today. I'm here to let you know that even though Moses is walking in destiny, but destiny comes with a little challenge, in other words, because now he has to go before the Pharaoh. Man, like this, Moses had been on the run, like I said, and he's talking to the Pharaoh. In other words, you see what God had given him? God had given him so much power and belief in him that he can go knock, on the, knock at the Pharaoh at the couch like this. Let me in. See what I'm saying? Hey, I got to go. I got to talk to the Pharaoh. Just think. Now, when he's doing this, where they're going up there, remember like this. They pass an army, they pass, and they, they pass as, you know, guards and bodyguards, talking about killers, in other words. But they got confidence in God. I want you to have this confidence that Moses and Aaron had in God when they went to the Pharaoh because they believed God above what they seen. So you got to believe God in what you, in what you see. In other words, because the things that you see are not more real than the things that are invisible. You have to know in your heart that whatever that God has put in your heart, that he can do it. Yeah, like I said, I'm, here. I'm really excited about talking about this. I want you to understand that, you know, sometimes, you know, it feels like that when you're serving God, it seems like, man, this just ain't going to work out, but it does work out. It says all things work out for the good of those who love the Lord. All things, I want you to know that. That all things work together good for the Lord. For the Lord. Now, let's go to uh, let's go back to verse ten. And the taskmaster of the Pharaoh and their officers went out and spoke to the people, saying, "Thus say the Pharaoh: I will not give you straw. Go get yourselves straws where you can find it." Yet none of your work will be reduced 
So the people were scattered abroad throughout the land of Egypt to gather stubbles instead of straws. And the taskmasters forced them to hurry, saying, fulfill your work, your daily quota. And when there was straw, also the officers of the children of Israel, whom the Pharaoh taskmaster had sent over them, were beating and were asked, why have you not fulfilled your task in making brick both yesterday and today as before? Now, this is what the enemy does. You know, the enemy trying to really break these boys down. He's trying to get them so down and so disgusted that they rebel against God. Remember like this. I want you to understand. As you look at Exodus chapter 5, when they're in the wilderness, the enemy is always trying to get you to rebel against what God is saying to you, what God is telling you can do. So in other words, the enemy begins to make things so hard that the people want, he, he wants the people to go back to Moses and Aaron and the elders of Israel and reject their God because things have gotten hard because God has shown up. Did you hear me? Things have gotten harder because God has shown up. Things have gotten harder when God has shown up. So I want to let you know personally, if you feel like things are getting harder, <laughs> I'm talking about understand that means God is in the midst of your circumstances. And that means that do not give up. If you hear me and understand me, do not give up when it seems like now it ain't going to work because this is what the enemy wants you to do. He wants you to give up. Because the whole thing in this chapter 5, Moses and destiny, he went to the Pharaoh. He proclaimed some things. Hey, man, Lord said, let my people go. Let them go so they can worship me three days. And he wouldn't let them go because he didn't know the Lord. Because he wasn't a Hebrew. He didn't know the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But the children of Israel knew who God was because of the history you know it wasn't the first five books wasn't written yet so how did these people know about this God by testimony remember I told you in, in, in Revelation it says that uh, we overcome by the blood of the lamb and our testimony so that means that the things that happened to Abraham Isaac and Jacob were told to their children and the children passed it on just like how a grandparent would take their grandchild and sit them on their lap and say, hey, let me tell you, uh, when, your, when your mom and daddy was coming up, this is what was going on in their life. And this is how, this is how it went. You know, people start rehearsing in the hearing of their people about who this God Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob was. So the people had some knowledge of who he was. So remember what I said, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. God will never leave you. God will never forsake you. And like I said, destiny doesn't mean that it's just going to, everything's just going to fall in place and you're going to get the, uh, the Rolls Royce. You're going to get the mansion that you know. I want you, I, I want you to look beyond that kind of stuff. I want you to understand that God is with you in the midst of your circumstances and that he will be with you. In other words, that he will be with you in perilous times when it seems like that things won't change. And I hope that this is, you know, just letting you know, 
that when you get in destiny, don't become slack. Don't forget to continue to trust in God. Make time for God and his word. Never be too busy to know your God because that's when, that's when we fall. When we tend to draw away from the word, we make bad decisions. Can I get an amen? I give you the amen. When you draw away from God, that's when you begin to make bad decisions. And them decisions can be costly. Don't, let, don't, don't make bad decisions. Remember to keep God first. Remember that. If you can do anything, keep God first. And make sure you spend some time with God and his word. Don't wait just to hear the pastor preaching on Sunday or in a Bible class. Take time to speak to your children. Speak to yourself. Know it, for, know it for yourself. Be like the Bereans. Test everything that someone tells you about God and see if it's really real. And let's get back into Exodus chapter 5 and talking about how they made them, they had to get their quota. In other words, that they, you know, they beat them and stuff like this because they wouldn't, they didn't want to, they didn't want to get them any rest. And, and this is what God comes to do is give you rest. And you see, and you, we look in Exodus chapter 5 where it says that they didn't want them to be idle. They didn't want them to have no rest. The enemy doesn't want you to have time to think about God. So that's why he puts so much stuff on you. So you won't have that moment of rest to meditate in God's word. And, you know, and you know, if you know someone, you know, just pray for your friends, people that you love. Pray for them that they get rest so they can, they can get into God's word. Because, you know, the enemy just keeps them so busy from, you know, having that time to meditate on God. So, you know, uh, I want you to just to remember that, you know, that understand the enemy wants to keep you so busy so you won't have time for God's word. And he, he doesn't want you to have that time. And so this is what he's going to do to the people. He's going to just make it hard on them. He's going to flick pain on them. He's going to... Tell them they got to uh, keep, keep up the same load, knowing that he got the straw and won't give them none. How they going to find the straw and he got the straw? See, that's what you call being evil. Then the officers of the children of Israel came and cried out to the Pharaoh, Why are you dealing thus with your servants? There is no straw. Give to your servants. And they said to us, Make brick. And indeed, your servants are beaten. But the fault is in your own people. But he said, you are idle and idle. Therefore, you say, let us go and sacrifice to the Lord. Therefore, go now and work. For no straw shall be given you. Yet you should deliver the quarter of bricks. And the officers of the children of Israel saw that they were in trouble. And after they said, you should not reduce any brick from your daily quota. Then as they came out from the Pharaoh, they met Moses and Aaron who stood there to meet them. This is the verse 20. I want you to know we're going to get the first. And they said to them, let the Lord look on you and judge you because you have made us absorb in the sight of the Pharaoh and in the sight of his servants to put the sword in their hand to kill us. See what happened? The enemy wants you to lose sight and you begin to murmur against what God is doing. 
And so what he has done is the Pharaoh has inflicted so much on them that now they don't even want to be bothered with this God. They, they blame Moses and Aaron. See what I'm talking about? They start, you know, but they don't realize that God wants to do something for them. And we're gonna get we're gonna get more and more into this series about this destiny uh, that Moses is walking in. In other words, and and the challenges that come along with it, because I want you to understand you got to understand you don't see the enemy's names mentioned. You won't you won't give Satan credit being the one who's orchestrating all this stuff behind the scenes to get you to lose sight in God. But don't you lose sight in God. Maintain your faith and trust in confidence in God do not give up this is this is what you understand when God is getting ready to come in to bless you the enemy is going to come in and he going he going to try to fight against but remember God said that he will lift up a standard you have to maintain your hope and confidence in God and I hope that you like what I said today about destiny destiny is not always easy this is Moses life destiny he's walking and now people getting ready to come back to him and start screaming at him, man, you done messed up, man. You got the Pharaoh all on us. I mean, see, I'm talking, see, see and, 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 and what he's trying to do, guess what he's trying to do? He's doing what God's telling him to do to bring them out of bondage. I want you to know the enemy don't want you to come out of bondage. And I want to tell you right now, anybody right now that's in any kind of bondage, any type of sexual addiction, drug addiction, whatever your addiction is, you are set free right now in the name of Jesus. Understand that the enemy don't want you to know that you're set free. You have authority. You have dunamis. You have power in your words. And I just pray. I just want to pray. And I'm going to close out. And I can't wait to get back to uh, part six. And we're going to see this uh, deliverance process starts to begin. And so we're going to end up changing it. We're going to be talking about the deliverance. It's getting ready to come. So anybody that's in bondage right now, understand deliverance is getting ready to come in part six to this uh, thing with Moses. And let's close out in prayer. Oh, precious Father, I just thank you, Father, for your word. I thank you for your time of fellowship, Father, with your people. I ask you, Father, to bless them, whatever they stand in need of, that you be with them, that you give them guidance, that you give them surety, Father, that you will be with them in difficulties and that the enemy only wants not to give them rest because you want to give them rest. It's stated right here in Exodus chapter 5. But the enemy does want people to have idle time to meditate on you, Father. And I pray, Father, right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, that people that are so busy and don't have time to spend time with you, Father, that you open the windows of heaven for them, Father, and give them a time where they can meditate on your word. Let them be like the Marines. Let them not believe anything that comes out of Danny's mouth. Let them research it and see what Danny's talking about. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to let you know, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. I want to tell you, I really appreciate you. I want to pray with you. I want to stand and see you get the victory out of life. I want you to see that God is real. That he'll be with you in difficulties because I want you to understand, destiny doesn't mean that you're sitting down in the Rolls Royce or you're sitting in some mansion and something like that. I'm not... I'm not, I'm, I'm not telling you not to think about things like that. I'm just telling you that God is going to be with you in difficulties to bless you. I want to tell you that I love you, that you are not alone. And understand this, you are not alone. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. I want to tell you I love you. I'm praying for you. I'm actually just keep the faith and keep the trust in God. And I'll talk to you the next time. Love you. Danny, bye-bye.